Hello and welcome back to the Baldix Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and this is episode 34 of the Big Picture segment. Uh, it is the second part of my interview with Josh from the Free Game The Podcast. Once again, I'll link him uh, and his podcast in the Instagram publications of this and probably in the uh, the description below. Uh, this is, yeah, part two of four of my discussion with Josh. And we start... Uh, today's episode by talking about the BLM protests and things related to that and we sort of go from there. Uh, So without further ado, enjoy! Um, I think we will move on from the coronavirus Okay. From this this point, so I mean, if they are if they are demonetizing podcasts for saying the word, I'm definitely gone now. Um, <laughs> but we will move on to another uh, area that has captured the the public consciousness, and that uh, that is the, the the protests and the movement uh, that was sparked by um, the the murder mm. of of George Floyd, which now. That must be over a month, two a month and a half ago now. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, the movement and the uh, the organisation and the structure that is the the Black Lives Matter campaign has come under a little bit of, of fire from certain aspects of mm. of, uh, of the the media and and the public. Some mm. people calling it a, a destructive rather than constructive. Movement. Um, what's your opinion on on the, the BLM and their protests and their movement and their goals? Well, it depends on um, what they're talking about is not constructive. Mm-hmm. Because if um, I do have issues with the way the Black Lives Matter movement has been going, the direction that they're going in, focus, and also. I can't really speak too heavily on it. I'm still in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have my own personal, personal issues with the way they go about things and the timing and all that. But I would like to know for anyone, what, what is unconstructive about it? Because nothing else is working. Um, if you talk about just the protesters, uh, it's kind of iffy. I just didn't understand why they were doing this during the pandemic. Um, I didn't <laughs> see everyone wearing my mind just goes to that but um if you're doing like the looting and the destroying things that i don't understand and that's what i would understand if someone is saying okay that's unconstructive i don't understand why you're doing that but Mm. i've I've spoken on what i thought that but what do you think me personally yes i think that there is clearly uh something something wrong uh within the the, the system. You don't get thousands of people marching on the streets in the middle of one of the worst public health crises um, we've ever seen if there's nothing that needs to change. Right. Um, perhaps I'm not best placed to to tell people what, what should be changed. I'll, I'll leave that to the people who, who know more, who have the, the experiences and who can bring their experiences to the fore. Um, but I my big worry around the the movement is that uh, because of the actions of some people who either um, are, sorry, either are affiliated to 
or are allowed to be grouped together with mm-hmm. um, the protests, the, the looters, um, the people who um, well, maybe end up on, on late night telly throwing a, a brick through a police car, something like that, right. and maybe have nothing to do with the actual protest and aren't even fighting for the same things. Right. My big worry is that they will get linked with the movement as a whole and, and will then be stepped back. Mm. Do, do you worry? Do you worry that the the movement might be set back and the the change might be delayed because of this small minority of of people who, again, might not even be might not even have anything to do with um, the Black Lives Matter group? Well, who I, th- are, I think it already has. I mean, this isn't the first, second, or third time something like this is happening in this country where we mm-hmm. try to like protest and. You know, say their name. Black Lives Matter. This, this is not the first time we've done this, so I think it definitely gets set back when we're doing other things. That's taking the focus off them. It's taking the focus off of us needing a change in this country to something else. Yeah, your, I your think your dog feels the way about it too. Yeah, my my <laughs> dog loves it. She's she's yeah she's she's downstairs she's somewhere she's somewhere downstairs i, I don't know where there must be someone mm-hmm. someone close to the front door very very lovely dog mm-hmm. um but um yeah so that that would be my my major worry on this how how has it been um in in dallas because we've seen um major protests in the, the twin cities up in minnesota where all this well, i say all this where this particular incident sparked things we've seen protests in in new york and across basically the length and breadth of um america oh yeah has it, it been very much the same? um not so much now it is definitely calm but um because I, I just moved here like a couple of months ago and that was like right when all of this was happening and there was definitely like a, a um a curfew on the city actually like eight o'clock we had to be in and um, if you weren't, you had to be like <clears throat> going to the store or something like that. So it was pretty bad, but I didn't see any of it personally because I was in the house. I was scared. <laughs> I didn't. Really <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. Perhaps, perhaps in a different time, maybe right. uh, when there wasn't a, a public health crisis. Uh, it, it seems to have, well. Certainly on, on social media and media platforms, uh, the, the groundswell of, of people tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking support for movements seems to be drying up and, and petering out. Would you say that's a fair assessment? That, that's definitely fair. <laughs> I think Is a that... lot of people like to be heard, just to be heard, not necessarily to spread a message. They just like to hear themselves talk. So a lot of that is going on. A lot of this has been doing for attention, which is another thing that I would say is kind of um, counterproductive in the BLM movement. Like if you're just talking just to talk or it's just going to get follows and likes and all that, we don't need that. No, Mm. it's not going to do anything for anybody. So, but I agree. Yes, it... It's it's slightly worrying that because it, it gives the the politicians and uh, the people in power the opinion that 
or perhaps the, the perception that opinions have changed and then maybe even changed again in the, the short time since uh, George Floyd's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one other case that's really been capturing the, the public consciousness. I know there have been many, many more that deserve this level of attention and this level of outrage. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one uh, is Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Right. Uh, um, for her, her murder as well. I believe there, there's a chart um, somewhere on, on one uh, station which shows the three officers in question. I don't have it, don't have it to hand. Uh, and it's got rows on there to tick when they are uh, fired, when they are arrested, when they are convicted, and when they are imprisoned. Um, would you like to hazard a guess at how that's been progressing? I don't know if you know or not. I, I was that... kind of following it. It was letting me that it was taking so long, but you can go ahead and fill me in. I, I, I love learning. So, At the moment, only one officer wow. has been fired. I was hoping it was more. I, I remember saying that, and I was like, mm. like just one." Yeah, the the two two others are still in their their role at the. Um, I forgotten which state, uh, which state it was, um, but uh, they're still in their still in their roles, and no one has been arrested, mm. charged, or imprisoned, um, mm. which is um, it's. I guess it's disheartening. Right. It's a very sad uh, situation. Yeah, i I can't even imagine to I can't even begin to imagine uh, how it must make people who have to live through um, the, this situation far far more than I will, will comprehend how that makes them feel, knowing that this has has happened and the action just doesn't seem to be there. Um, on on that note, um, is the the president or the government doing enough? Is anyone? Not, absolutely not. And I, I can elaborate, but you know, I'm a little confined still, being in the military. But I'll just say I definitely think that there's more that could be done. Mm. Absolutely. Like to to see. Just, I mean, with this particular situation, they came into her home and literally killed her. She had a weapon, yes, and she was asking who it was. It was beating at her door. They came in, she fired, and after that, she was dead. And that's, that's just not okay. That's not proper protocol. And it wasn't even the right house. Well, it was the right house. I think they, it was just the wrong person. I think they were trying to look for her boyfriend. And something mm. like that, like, there needs to be more training. I don't know if you know this. Teachers actually have to do more training than a police officer. And they get paid way less. Issues like that need to be addressed. Because it's very yes, easy that, for a teacher to lose their job. The police that officer, that staggers so me. That, that staggers me. Right. Um, I remember there was another, there was some, some chart I, I saw that compared the, the hours of... Um, hours of training required mm-hmm. uh, to become a police officer in the United States 
of America. And, um, and they, they went around a number of, a number of different uh, roles uh, to, in the state of, of Louisiana, I've got it here on my, on my laptop in front of me, to become a licensed manicurist, you need 500 hours of training. To become a police officer, uh, it is 360 hours. Wow. I'm trying um, to do nails. <laughs> to save lives. There we go. They, Interesting. They, it's, um, yes. There's also um, a stat that sort of almost blew, blew my, my mind. Uh, England, in England and Wales, uh, so where I'm, I'm from, we have a population uh, a combined population of somewhere around 57 million as of mm-hmm. 2015. Um, there have been 55 fatal police shootings in the last 24 years. Wow. So from 2015 to what, 1991, 55 fatal police shootings in England and Wales. Mm-hmm. In the United States mm-hmm. in 2015, uh, they overtook that number in 24 days. Yeah, that's the good old United States of America. Mm. It's it, it, to me as a as a, a UK citizen. I I look over at the US quite often, and I I watch um, people try and institute change. Um, the last president seemed to try and give it a, a good a good go, trying to push through. Um, things like gun reform in the wake of, uh, of what was it Sandy? Andy was it Sandy Hook? Hook? And at the very end of his very end of his term, mm-hmm. um, and it it never it never seems to to happen. Right. Um, does that dishearten you? I'm sorry. Does that dishearten you? Absolutely, especially living here. And um, that was the first time voting when I voted for President Barack Obama. I was very proud of the work that he was trying to do. But I mean, President, honestly, is just a, a, a job. And he has to get approvals before he do anything. He has, it's a lot of things that goes into trying to change this country. Whether you want to go left or right, it's going to take a lot of people to sway um, which direction you go in. So it's definitely not an easy job. Mm. Um, but hey, look at where we are now. We gave the job to a businessman. And this is why, okay, so I live in Texas. So I was trying to get people that I knew voted for President Trump, like their input, like why did they think mm-hmm. that he was going to do a good job? And it's because it was like, well, he's a businessman. He has millions of dollars. He's never going to be broke. Why couldn't he do that for America? It's totally running a country than running a business. It's totally different. But people can't grasp that. And here we are feeling the effects of it. Mm. Hopefully, in November, uh, we will we change that. Hopefully, we will. We will come on to the the, the twenty twenty election, President, House, Senate, the lot. Um, in, in just a little bit, but I want to talk about one one thing before we get there. In the in the the protests, there was a lot of attention, certainly in uh, in the the media, given to um, 
the the groups of people pulling down uh, pulling down statues and uh, the arguments around uh, the removal of things sort of the Confederate uh, flags from like, there's only one state I believe it's Mississippi Mississippi yeah yeah the one state that still has the Confederate stars and bars flag uh, on its state flag a number of um, Institutions like uh, NASCAR, I believe, now has stopped flying the Confederate flag or its events. Um, what, what, what do you see when you you see someone um, flying a a Confederate flag? What does that make you think about? Well, right, it, honestly, racism. The flag stands for. I know a lot of Southerners like to think that it's not. It is. If you really do your history on it, you'll know that that flag's about racism. Point blank here. I mean, you can go down and say it's about history. Yes, slavery was in that history. And that's what it celebrates to me. Mm. So I think it's really ridiculous that Mississippi is really hell-bent on having that. But this is another problem that America has to deal with. Mm. People who came it's, here, it's not even their country. Let's ne- not forget that. And they want to just overtake it with hateful things. Mm. There's, a, there's always um, a very vocal group of people who stand in in defense of the, the Confederate flag. Um, and they, they will stand and they will say for, for hours and, and hours and hours, uh, however long as they are allowed to keep talking, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, this flag has nothing to do with, with slavery. It has, um, and it was all to do with the proud, uh, I hasten to add, not not my opinion, um, I'm voicing uh, someone else, the, the proud actions to safeguard uh, my state's rights. Right. Um, and a, state, a state's right to what? Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. Well, what do you think they were fighting for? It's, um, yeah, it's 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 one of it's one of those it's one of those things. Uh, I mean, you, you've you've said it a couple of times. Uh, you're you're a serving uh, military military man. Yes. Um, there are a number of uh, training training bases, and um, I believe. If, uh, monuments all around. Uh, there's one in Arlington Cemetery, a monument to uh, Confederate soldiers, uh, and and uh, a number of training bases and things like that named after Confederate generals mm-hmm. and other soldiers. Uh, is do you think that's right to name them after people who laid down their lives to fight against the United States military? Mm. That's a touchy subject because. A lot of people want those to come down as well. There's a lot of positions going around um, now, actually, to get a lot of statues that are up. Even, like, um, there's a Sam Houston statue um, close to Houston. They want that to come down, too. And that's been up for decades. So I'm just like, when it comes to the statues and stuff, I listen, I, I have to throw my hands up. I'm, I'm impartial. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's perfect. It's perfectly fine to hold to hold uh, opinions of of impartiality. I don't think it should even be encouraged, rather than right. Because I uh, don't want to stay on one side or the other. Because I mean, both sides have good point. So, but with mm. the flag, take that down. 
there's no argument mm. about the flirt for me. With the statue, yeah, that's, I think... that's a little touch and go. Because mm. Harry British... was technically in the um, the war as well, so there's a statue of Harriet Summit somewhere. I wouldn't want that to be torn down. Mm. Uh, mm. There's there's more to be to be argued over on on statues. Right. She was about a different person. Agree. Um, and every person has multifaceted lives. Right. And has to have their individual circumstances taken into account. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more on the flag. Um, uh, yeah, there, there is no facet to to that flag. Right. That are. Or rather, there is just one. Uh, and I think yes, that is something that. Yeah. Mississippi, big decision to make, guys. Get it together. Get it together, Mississippi. <laughs> that is it for this episode of the Politics Unbooked podcast and for the second part of my interview with Josh from the Free Game, the podcast. Uh, be sure to stick around to hear the next two parts of the podcast. Uh, and as always, thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you all around again soon with the next episodes. Until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.